Providing for your family is a top priority. But what happens when you need affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries could save you up to 40% today. As a member, you can choose your provider without network restrictions. Sign up at your convenience with our anytime enrollment. Join a Christian community that supports each other's medical expenses, offering peace of mind as you prioritize what's most important. Enroll now at yourchm.org. I'm Will Kane. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, December 14th, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. The upper echelon of the world's militaries and military powers just had a big meeting in Qatar. Russia's leaders, China's strategists, and the powers of the Middle East all spoke to large crowds, but not the U.S. administration. We weren't there. Our government should have been there. I wish Secretary Blinken or one of his senior people had been there to push back and present the U.S. policy on Israel, on Gaza, on the Middle East writ large. We didn't do that. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. The Doha security forum just took place. It's where the leaders of the world's most militarily powerful and militarily needy get together and have face time and stage time. It's where alliances can be made or broken, even the temporary ones. And it's also where the narratives of power are written or shredded. The Doha security forum and and what you had were uh, a number of national security Uh, discussions and dialogue. That's really what the conference is all about. Dan Hoffman was once the CIA's chief of station in Moscow. He's now a Fox News contributor. He attended the conference and he shares with us his impressions, both good and not so good, like who comes out wielding the biggest sticks and who gets cast as an enemy. They bring out subject matter experts, high-level officials from Jordan, of course, from Qatar. Uh, The U.N. Secretary General was there. Uh, there was a little bit of a tilt there. Uh, so you, you, you heard from the Russian foreign minister Lavrov, a lot of hypocritical lies from him and from the Iranian foreign minister. Uh, we didn't hear, hear directly from, from Israel, for example. And uh, some from the United States, not a lot. Lindsey Graham spoke, uh, and he was the only one really who was speaking about holding Hamas accountable. Uh, the, the key issue really that was discussed uh, was the, the war in Gaza, although other national security issues came up, like um, humanitarian crisis, uh, crises around the world, climate change, the war in Ukraine. But there was overwhelming focus, and understandably so, on the uh, on the war in Gaza. So it's quite interesting that this would take place in Qatar, in Doha. Uh, the the uh, Qataris are, I think, viewed sometimes as uh, not necessarily trustworthy, uh, because of where they like to sort of straddle themselves. Uh, they they want to be, I think, appreciated or, or relied upon by Western powers at the same time. They still have an incredible closeness to Iran. Uh, they are perhaps the, the, the biggest money laundering, if that's the right word, for a lot of Islamic terror, including Hamas. Um, and, uh, and so how, how are they received by the global community, uh, the, the global national security community? I mean, this, that, that has to it, it certainly be acknowledged, even if, if not on stage, but at least, you know, in the, in the quiet conversations. Well, it's complicated. You know, it's the Middle East, so uh, there's a lot of gray there. The countries play, a, a, in many respects, a very positive role. Uh, and, and maybe one of the best examples of that is the fact that the Hamas political leadership, Khalid Mishal, is, is based 
in uh, in in Doha. Um, the the political part the political part of Hamas doesn't have any impact on or doesn't have any command and control over the military and their security services and what they're doing uh, with the, with their barbaric terrorist attacks against Israel and and today we heard all around the world in Europe where there was a there was a Hamas terrorist attack that was thwarted reportedly yeah uh, but so but Doha is able to keep up the dialogue with that element of Hamas and the argument that's been made including to the United States. Uh, has been well. If they're not in, if the Hamas, you know, is not in in Doha, then well, maybe they. Where should they be? Where could they be? Might they be someplace else? Um, so it's a it's a tricky thing to deal with. For sure, Hamas is is raising uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to fund their terrorist att- attacks, uh, and they're doing it. You know, the question is, how much can we? Can we stop that, and can we rely on our our partners in the Middle East, including Qatar, to do that? Um, but I think Qatar, uh, you know, in my estimation, I say this going back to when I served as the director of the Near East Division at the CIA. Um, they they kind of want to be play the role of mediator and facilitator of dialogue, and they're in a very tough neighborhood, and they wouldn't exist if they couldn't play that role and straddle uh, the warring parties and try to bring some dialogue, which is at times frustrating for us and for others, but look, we've got a big military base there. We've got very close relationship with them. So do the Israelis, frankly. Um, it's, uh, but again, it's that complicated mosaic of the Middle East we have to deal with. So what discussions were being held with regard to the Israel-Hamas war? Uh, it, was it, was it, were they fair conversations? Was it one-sided? I mean, I, th- I think most people would like to to know if there is any kind of sympathy for Israel or any understanding that Israel is is conducting a war against Hamas, which has been more than a thorn in its side. It's been a, a very deadly prick in its side for for decades now. Yeah, I, look, Hamas launched a deadly terrorist attack on Israel, as we all know, and, and barbarically murdered, raped uh, Israeli citizens and then disseminated all of that on the, on, on the social media. So there's the evidence for what they did. And Israel has invoked their right of self-defense, and rightly so, to take the fight to the enemy in Gaza. Uh, the fo- overwhelming focus at the Doha Security Forum was on the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, the almost 2 million Palestinians who have been displaced, starvation, uh, the disease, the deaths, totaling almost 20,000 civilians. It was all on that. Israel's called an occupying force and all the stuff we've heard before, criticism of Israel, the way they're waging the war, and really nothing, with the exception of what Senator Lindsey Graham said, nothing about the fact that Hamas launched this deadly attack. Israel has every right to target Hamas, uh, that Hamas embeds themselves deliberately among civilians, uh, and, and uses hospitals and neighborhoods um, so that deliberately so that Israel will have no choice but to strike those locations. Hamas is getting what they want, which is a deadly kill zone in Gaza, and they're winning the information war. That was what I saw at the Doha Security Forum. The information war is certainly, uh, you know, it's Iran and, and it's, it's Russia and China, and they're all winning. And the Chinese were there, you know. They shouldn't. No one should be asking the Chinese to comment on this when they themselves are committing genocide against the Uyghurs, the Muslims in, in China or Russia. The Russians in, deliberately strike Ukrainian civilians, deliberately strike, uh, struck uh, Syrian civilians yeah. when they uh, supported the brutal 
uh, regime of, of Bashar al-Assad years ago and continue to do so. So there's a tremendous amount of hypocrisy there. But what Israel uh, and the United States needs to understand is that we've got to deal with that information war. The United States, really, we weren't there. Our government should have been there. I wish Secretary Blinken or one of his senior people had been there to push back and present the U.S. Uh, policy on, on Israel, on Gaza, on the Middle East writ large. We didn't do that. And uh, I think we're ceding that soft power to our enemies, much to our um, disadvantage on the world stage. We are speaking with Dan Hoffman, our Fox News contributor, also a former CIA chief of station in Moscow. He recently attended the Doha Security Conference in Qatar and is giving us his impressions on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We'll have more straight ahead. How noticed or unnoticed was this absence of the Biden administration at the conference? I mean, you mentioned that Senator Lindsey Graham is there. He's not exactly in the administration, not even, you know, uh, they're not of of like mind, we'll say. Uh, And uh, and and as you said, Secretary of State Blinken or I'm assuming that none from our national security uh, 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 contingent was there either. So was that noticed? Was it commented on or? Was it sort of business as usual? Yeah, there wasn't any commentary on that specifically. Uh, you know, the, the country senior officials with whom I met and the margins of the conference, and we also met with the U.S. Amb- US ambassador, who's fantastic and has a wonderful understanding of the region. Um, you know, look, there's been a, a, a pretty regular travel from senior U.S. officials, including my, my old boss at CIA, Director Burns, as well as Secretary Blinken. So there's a lot of interaction but uh, it was a missed opportunity for the United States not to have a senior official present at the Doha Security Forum. And, and, and I, I don't know the details of why that didn't happen. I just think it was a missed opportunity. It's too bad because it's, it's quite the global stage, and it's an opportunity to engage on uh, this major issue of the day. And, again, we're losing the information war on that one. Um, I heard too much about, you know, the Russians and the Chinese taking swipes at us and talking about a multipolar world. That's just code, easily breakable, by the way, for no alliances so that China and Russia can pick off weaker countries who only stand a chance if they band together with the assistance and leadership of the United States. That's it. And, and that's what deterrence is. We need it in Asia. We need it in Europe against Russia and China. We need it in the Middle East against Iran. And, uh, and I wish that someone in the administration had stood up and, and delivered that message. Let's talk a bit more about that and what the Russians and the Chinese were saying, uh, as you say, in coded language. Um, but they, they have to be very happy with the position they are in right now. The, the U.S. is not feared, I think, among uh, those elements, at least right now. I think perhaps it was different a few years ago, and I would suspect that uh, changes in policies could restore that that healthy fear. But th- they have to be taking on a bit more of a, uh, meaning China and Russia, uh, they, they have to have their, their chests out a bit here, I would think, in ways they haven't had previously. Well, yes. I mean, I think there's an element in our country right now where Democrats and Republicans are so at each other's throats that they can't do the right thing and deal with the crisis on the world stage, whether it's Israel and Gaza or, uh, or, or Ukraine desperately needing a teeny tiny fraction of our defense budget, 5% of our budget, to carry on against Russia. 
And I, I you know, listen, I, I spent my career at CIA. I have a nonpartisan uh, assessment. I try to deliver on Fox News with no predisposed political right. or ideological bias. But this is one where our politicians on both sides of the aisle, honestly, are letting us down. Yes, the Biden administration needs to provide us with the strategy and take a page out of the Clinton administration. If you want a Democrat who had a good plan for getting in and out of conflict forever, we're not Americans are interested in forever wars. Uh, even if even if we're not out there spilling our own blood, we are spilling our treasure, and Americans need to know what our strategy is. But again, our, our Democrats, Republicans, might go, come together and, and solve this one. Right now, Vladimir Putin is seeing such disharmony in the Congress and inability to come together to, to deal with, to counter Russian aggression. He has to be seeing that as an opportunity. And uh, that's just quite a shame for us. It's, it's like... And it's an opportunity that Russia and, and China will exploit. Uh, last year, uh, you know, President Zelensky came to Congress. He was a hero. He got a standing ovation and he returned. Uh, and now he returns asking for, you know, $60 billion and he left with $200 million, like 1% of that. Um, and that matters. But Biden, President Biden needs to explain why it matters. I think he needs to do a better job of that. And he needs to do a better job of explaining what our strategy is on Israel, and if he doesn't like the fact that the Israelis are killing too many Palestinian civilians, well, then do something about it. It's very feckless of us um, not to not to have something to back up the president's words. Moral suasion doesn't work in the Middle East. It doesn't work against Russia, and it doesn't work against China. Um, that's where hard power comes in, and you can follow that up with as much soft power as you like, but you need to have some real uh, serious strategy, and I think that's lacking. Dan Hoffman, former CIA chief of station in Moscow and, of course, our Fox News contributor. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Thank <laughs> you.